or you lose something or if the weather's bad, there's a saint for that. And if there's, you know, (laughs) there's a saint for everything. Yeah. It's like, there's an app for that. It's like, there's a saint for that. I'm Anne McNamee Keels. And I'm Stephanie Shavera. And this is Lapsed, a podcast about growing up Catholic. And today we have a very special guest. We do. We are welcoming Sharonda, not Dawson. I'm going to read her entire bio here because I love it so very much. Yay. So Sharonda Crystal Knott Dawson writes on diverse topics such as politics, education, current events, and social justice. She's also a taco enthusiast. I'm into it. A (laughs) proud member of the Beehive. That's Beyonce in case folks didn't catch that. Uh, And truly believes that she will be receiving her letter from Hogwarts any day now. All of us. This is your people stuff. Yes, I'm loving it. Sharonda Not Dawson received her master's degree from the University of Chicago School of Social Service Administration with an emphasis on management and public policy. She received her undergrad degree from Jacob Carruthers School of Inner City Studies with a focus on the study of Western civilization through an Afrocentric lens. So cool. Sharonda also has 15 years experience in nonprofit program management. She's worked over 20 years as a political organizer focusing on engaging youth and people of color. She is a proud Christian, raised Baptist, and currently a member of the Trinity United Church of Christ. She also attends Mass at her local Catholic church and is obsessed with the studies of Jewish women during the First and Second Temple periods. And although she's a terrible meditator, she's trying hard to incorporate the lessons of presentness (laughs) into her Protestant Christianity. She really likes Jesus and is pretty spiritual. Sharonda currently resides in the west suburbs of Chicago and is the mother of two wonderful, strong-willed girls and has a husband who should be appointed a saint for coexisting in the madness that is their life. Sharonda (laughs) is a lupus and mental illness fighter, which has made her very badass, like her muse, Frida Kahlo. She is also a black woman unafraid to speak the truth about racism, which makes her even more badass, like her muse, Ida Barnett-Wells. Oh my gosh. Sharonda, welcome. What an intro. Yes. I know. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> does that make you feel empowered or like a little embarrassed? Or how does that make you feel to hear that? You know, it makes me just realize how cool it is to finally be at a place where I'm incorporating all of these things proudly. Yes. Like just to like put it out there because all of them are like separate clubs and groups and I'm 40 plus and so like I'm like wow I really put all of those things together and I'm like this is me it only took 43 years but that's totally inspiring I love that I don't think I've ever read a bio that encapsulates someone so well (laughs) there were lots of things I knew about you and a few things Mm -hmm. I didn't and it was Mm -hmm. it's I love it. So thank you so much for joining us today. So let me tell you, Sharonda, Mm -hmm. why I invited you on the podcast today. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you and I have known each other, I was going to say mostly in the virtual space, but honestly, everyone knows each other in the virtual space Mm -hmm. these days Mm -hmm. for a couple years. I don't know if you remember this. (laughs) The first time we met in person, your daughter was in a play and you were sitting in front of me and I tapped you on the shoulder and Stephanie and I are both theater for young audiences people. So I showed up to a play. Mm It was a multi-generational play. Oh, free to be you and me. Yes. Free to be you and me. It was at, at actually the church that I attend. And I was like, uh, hi, Sharonda. We have talked a lot on Facebook, but I just want to introduce myself in real life oh. because it felt, <laughs> it's that weird, awkward thing of like, wait, I know this person from Facebook. It would be weird to say hi in real life, it's, you know, but is it weird not to? So yeah, I've been working on this podcast for a while and I, you have mentioned mm-hmm. that you attend trinity ucc the Mm -hmm. obama's church right Mm -hmm. yeah also i've seen you post catholic stuff all the time you are someone whose point of view i very much respect and admire and so i'm i was fascinated i have been fascinated with your relationship with the catholic church even as a non-catholic and with someone like yeah as some someone who's i mean i've taken workshops from you right like Mm -hmm. someone whose worldview i really admire and i was talking to a mutual friend of ours i said something about the podcast she's like well you know sharonda's like 
the person to talk to about the Catholic Church. And I said, I think she's not Catholic, though. And she was like, she's into the Catholic Church. And then within the past two weeks, I saw that you were at a silent retreat at a Catholic monastery. Ex-nuns. Ex-nuns. They left the church. <gasps> oh. Lapsed well, I need- nuns? Well, I want to hear about that. Oh, I got to get them on this podcast. Okay. That's awesome. And Madison. They were radical, too radical for the Catholic Church, but they still do mass. And they have a monastery. Well, now I want to go there. Okay. Thank you. It's a monastery. Yeah. That is amazing. And then on your birthday, you posted a picture of the cardboard cutout of the Pope with the thumbs up. Steph, I thought of you. And you were like, and with the caption, I love this guy. Thanks for the birthday wishes, Pope Francis. And I miss seeing you. Uh, So, yes, we have so much to talk about. Yeah, I I do joke that I'm like the most Catholic, non-Catholic person I know, Mm -hmm. especially in terms of like my attendance, because that really seems to matter to people who are Catholic, like go ass in regular attendance. So I'm like, hey, I'm racking up points here. (laughs) Yes, I'm going. I was before the pandemic going to mass. And so, yeah, like my relationship with Catholicism is it's very like the the path is is interesting because I was raised Baptist and I grew up in Chicago and I went and I was like American Baptist so the church that you attend that has like Jesus is radically inclusive mm-hmm. is very much the church that I grew up in oh so like we had a picture of Jesus over the UN Ooh. very progressive Christian and then we moved to Arkansas my sophomore year of high school and so my whole life had been like Nothing but vacation Bible school, very Baptist, very, um, so I, I it's funny. So I'm like, if you guys were raised Catholic, there's different things. So my friends that are Catholic, they're really big on, you guys have to know like the prayers, uh-huh. saints, we have no Bible verses. Yeah, we don't do those. Catholics cannot quote the Bible to save our lives. <laughs> my friends are like, what Bible verse? Like where? I'm like, I'm like, you didn't have to like memorize the Bible and like, I mean, it's like contests, see how quickly you can get there, you know. So that was my upbringing. And being Baptist, even the most progressive of Baptists, it's very centered on our relationship with God being the only relationship. You don't have the priest intermediary. No, no. It's very like God loves you. God wants you to do well. God believes in you, um, which is great. Mm Mm-hmm. But it 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 doesn't really have the we part, mm. and so that yeah. was missing, right? Like, and and so I started as I started to be around different people that were Catholic. I noticed that the we part was more important than the me part. Mm. You know, it's still like me is bad and should feel guilty <laughs> a lot. But yeah, uh, but you know, like the fact that the Catholic Charities is one of the largest provider of of public services and social services that means something so like Mm -hmm. for me to say i can't think of baptists or protestant organizations that even come close to the level of direct aid and service that was so important to jesus Uh like in terms of like the gospels you know like what jesus was actually saying so that was important and then the second thing is that being a protestant i want to be careful not to like generalize for everybody but for me It's very male-centered, very male-centered. And so we never talked about Mary, ever. The only part of Mary that was brought up, I swear, every year was that she got pregnant and Joseph was so great to stay with her. (laughs) A great And we barely talk about Joseph. We're like, and he was there. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was the extent of like Mary. Wow. It's like still about a man. It was still about joseph wow. being a guy for staying with mary but that was all the mary we got I'm trying to think if there was women i mean no not really it was mostly god you know that you have this direct relationship with god and that you don't need to ask anyone or you know you just ask god and everything that isn't jesus which is god is bad and so when i got pregnant my second pregnancy was really tough and i it sounds about to be like Jesus wasn't cutting it, like, but the male version of God wasn't really as impactful. And so I am really a spiritual person. And so like, I knew that my grandmother died shortly after giving birth to my mom. 
And I would start to have these like visions of her giving me comfort. And I was like, huh, this is weird. And then like all these other women who had had difficult pregnancies in different ways, we started to build this community. And then I read the story of Mary and Luke, which again, I have certificates. Maybe I can send you my Bible certificates that like show you I was <laughs> thick ass vacation Bible school. Like <laughs> I believe it. This is a big thing. This is like the awards. I don't know what the Catholic version of that is. But so when I read the part in Luke and it was all about really Mary and Elizabeth and their relationship with each other and how, yeah, I mean, you guys know the story, but for those that aren't familiar with the story, Elizabeth was this older woman and she was married to a priest who was high, you know, in the church. And he was actually supposed to be the person that would be the intermediary, like that God would speak to. And so when an angel actually came, it was Gabriel, right? It's like, hey, your wife's going to have a baby. He's like, that's crazy. She's too old. No, no, right? And he's like, all right, I'm going to silence you because you're not going to screw this up, right? Like, And so he went to Elizabeth and she, you know, was pregnant. She was older and she did get pregnant and her husband couldn't talk the whole pregnancy, which is hilarious. And then when Mary found out, you know, when Gabriel came to Mary, there's a couple of things that stood out to me. One is that he asked her, Mm. right and we don't talk about that part Mm -hmm. and then he's like you who are highly favored by god but there's no description of what she looks like when you think of women now we're all categorized by how pretty we are how smart we are or whatever and the only description of mary was that she was highly favored by god and i was like whoa what does that mean and then for her to say okay i'll do this And that she went to Elizabeth, who was her aunt and not her family. I was like, whoa, this is a big deal. Like, and so I just started to like deep dive into like, what did that mean for a Jewish girl to get pregnant while she was engaged to somebody else? What were the consequences of that? You know, how did she find that strength? And it just was this beautiful story of the power of women and understanding that of all the ways, like if we're Christians, right? Like we believe that God can do all things and that he flooded the earth and that he, you know, can turn people into, you know, snakes, like all these things, he could do anything. And the way that he chooses to come to earth is through this unremarkable young woman. All right. So we learn about her, like she was probably a teenager she probably wasn't literate. She was a immigrant, right? Because they had to leave because they had to go fill out immigration forms. And of all the ways to show God's self, he did it through Mary. And that was a very different Mary than what I thought was in the Catholic church. Uh, but that's what started me that way. I was like, I need to know more about these people who talk about Mary. And then the, <laughs> this is embarrassing. It's not embarrassing, but... <laughs> So I am Baptist and I'm also black and our church experience is wonderful. It's an experience. It's long. It's lively. It's very interactive. But after my difficult pregnancy, like I had serious anxiety and depression and I just wanted to have space to talk to God or to just to be in the presence. Uh And Catholic church is awesome for that. Like, (laughs) I mean, you just come in, you can like kneel by yourself. No one talks. To, I mean, you have to say like the yeah. hi, you know, I forgot what the, I've been, in the, you know, the group hello, but most of it is very individual. Like it's just, it's so quiet and there's holy water and candles and these smells. And mm-hmm. I, I do remember my, one of my best friends, she's, I have a lot of Irish Catholic friends, but she's Irish Catholic and she's, you know, it's like, I, I can leave the church because of all of the issues with the church. But she's like, it's those smells that just get me like of the, mm-hmm. the smell of the church. Catholic churches just have a smell. Like I, I don't, they, do. mm-hmm. they have a smell that's intoxicating and it's, it's just so beautiful. And so when I was not doing well, I really needed a, like a female part of God. Sure. And I also needed a space 
that my church didn't provide. Like I needed an opportunity to just be with God. Yeah, so I started going to mass, 8.30 mass, 8.30 to 9. And I just, that's part of my day, like to start my day was just to kind of get myself focused. It's beautiful. I love it. My daughter's in Catholic school. Her school has the big picture of the Pope, which is... It's like Buddy Pope with the thumbs up. And one of my really good friends has uh, that cutout of Barack Obama at her house. (laughs) (laughs) Could have them have a conversation. Could you imagine having him in your house? It's like Barack Obama high five and the Pope. And like, it's like so weird. Um, But yeah, so that was my relationship with Catholicism. And, And the more, like, I already knew the stuff that I didn't agree with. Like, mm-hmm. I already you came in with my eyes open. Yeah. Like I already came in hearing all of the negative things about the church my whole life. Yeah. So I had never really heard anything positive. So I started to like see this. And so really the, the community part, like, so anytime there was like a hurricane, that, that was one thing we had, there was a hurricane in Houston and I remember calling the school and like three of the ladies were just like, yeah, let's organize. Let's get stuff there. Let's donate. And like Catholics and droll, like they don't know any of the people like I'll give, you know, paper towels and I'll give this. And one of the teachers and her husband end up driving a pickup truck down to Texas overnight to help. It was like a parish in Beaumont, Texas, and all their schools flooded. And so we like redid the whole, I mean, it just, that level of doing Jesus Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. we is, um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And not that it's not real with other people, but it's, what do I want to say? Like ritualized or it's part of what you do. Like you're supposed to do service, right? You're supposed to do Christianity. The church is jesus's arms you know and and so i i just i love that i love all that so you're going to weekday mass i was yeah um i was going that's like impressive i just have to say (laughs) right my grandma would be very happy with you yeah (laughs) it was me and a lot of grandparents um yeah a lot of grandparents and um immigrants and so it just it's funny because i I loved it. It was, it was, I just loved it. And there's this part, um, I know not every church does this, but they're like, let's bring our petitions to God. And so people would stand up and they'll be like, oh, my grandma's in the hospital. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the, Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, hear our prayer. And all of us will say it together. And then somebody else would say something. And it took me like a year to get up enough nerve to like, Mm -hmm say something I'm like I can't really participate or because it it is the negative part is that it is like you have to be part of this club to participate mm-hmm. like there's certain so, things I knew I could I have do. a question so you're not baptized in the catholic church right no okay and so you you go to church but you don't do you do you go get communion also communion is different in our community. yeah you gotta get communion like it's not at the baptist church in baptist church but at the catholic church do you no 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 I don't do any of that yeah you go up with your arms crossed or do you just not go up usually i don't go up yeah if i do like except for i go for ash wednesday i'll do this nice. um all the ashes yeah wakanda <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, that is what we're doing. Yes, basically. Got a new like, meeting now. Um, Wakanda. But I don't, and I never really had the desire to, because I think that that, those traditions and stuff mean something different mm-hmm. to the people who are going through it. Like my daughter is in eighth grade now. We go to Trinity United Church of Christ, which is the Obama Black Church, and she's doing confirmation classes. And her other eighth grade friends are doing confirmation classes through the Catholic church. Oh, wow. Because cool, she goes to a Catholic school and it's different. Yeah. It's, it's different. And I, I feel like most religion is a little bit ridiculous. So like being like, <laughs> it's being like that part is wrong. You know, it's like, hey, all of us are. It's know, all a little. Yeah. It's like, let's not judge like other people's way that they believe. Mm-hmm. Because right. all of it's based off of, when I talk to my kids, I'm like, it's all faith. It's all 
little faith, you know, but really it's all a little bit ridiculous. It's like, okay, look, I can't throw stones here. But for people who are Catholic, their first communion, um, that's a big, like these beautiful dresses. You have to take classes and, you know, like it's, don't you get like Catholic names too? Like saint names? For confirmation. Yeah. You choose a name. You choose a new name. You get baptized when you're little. You get your first communion when you're like seven. And that's when you're like, I can sin now, I guess, is what that's all about. <laughs> and then then when you're like in eighth grade, you confirm, which is like saying, I, I'm an adult in the Catholic church now. And that's when you get your name. And that's the cool part. So you choose your name and you choose a sponsor, which is like choosing a godparent kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah so that they're doing that. And so yeah. I respect that like that's a thing. And I also like I'm a history person. So like the fact right. that people have been doing this for how many years saying these same words some people have dresses that their grandparents you know mm-hmm. right wore their communion like it's just like from a historic lens it's fascinating mm-hmm. that people are still saying the same words that you're saying the same words of your grandparents and great-grandparents and doing the same thing like that they were doing that's beautiful because it's not a consistency in baptist tradition like mm-hmm. i mean i guess the lord's prayer which we say differently too yeah i didn't realize that we say that differently um well that's why when they changed them like what was it 10 years ago how long like they changed a couple of things and all of us like ann and i were like wait you can't just change two words we don't know what to do anymore <laughs> panic attacks i used to be the person at like a wedding where no one else was practicing catholic i was like i know all the parts now i'm like i don't know the parts anymore guys i'm gonna say it words. wrong do you guys watch um, Will and Grace? I and used the first. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, the first time. Yeah. So there's this, oh, what's her name from SNL? And she would like follow uh, uh, Molly. I forgot. She's like Molly Shannon. Yeah. And so she would like follow Grace around and Grace would talk and she'd be like, I don't know, like just like basically copying everything she does. And that's how I feel like I am at the Catholic church. I'm just like looking at other people. I said it too. At this yeah. point, you probably know him better than I do, though. So I, I, I'm rusty. It's been two years, yeah. but yeah, like it was very individual for me. Like it yeah. just is this, and you can like pray for people and light a candle, mm-hmm. and there's all these different ways of reaching God. And and through this journey, like it started out as just I wanted a quiet place to pray, so the church was one and my daughter's in the school but then also like it's opened my eyes to african religion and african Mm. spirituality in a way that i would not have been able to get because there's so many saints and so many rituals in the catholic church and it's been adapted for mostly bad reasons all over the world where people can like integrate different parts um but so being able to say like oh i'm gonna look at an orisha or I want to talk to my ancestors mm-hmm. like, and ask my ancestors to pray for me because it still feels weird because we're taught you just pray to God. You don't have mm. to have anyone else asking anybody else to do it is because they don't say bad, but it feels bad. Like, yeah. to say it. like just ask God, like, right. why are you asking anyone else? And so yeah. being able to see how people that are Christian too use different spiritual traditions that are more indigenous with African traditions Mm -hmm. in terms of this universe and it not just being God and you. Mm -hmm. It's it's been really helpful for me in connecting with Africa as well. That's fascinating. I never, I think I've taken that for granted. You're just saying Mm -hmm. that because I'm like, oh yeah, as soon as somebody dies, I could pray to them. Like that was just... A thing. I don't know about you, Anne, if you ever talked to your dad or anything after he died, but as soon as like my grandma died, I was like, oh yeah, now I can, now I can talk to yeah. her every day because that's just part of it. I don't know. It's, I, so that's, I, I didn't realize other religions or I guess other Christian religions mm-hmm. weren't incorporating that as much. No, you, I mean, they're, they're with you, but then they're in yeah. heaven, like living their best life. It's like, yeah. Club, like, woo, right? Like, so they're enjoying themselves and they're just waiting for you. you yeah. Know? Like, okay. Yeah. They're going to look out for you, but like, you guys have very specific, like, they're going to come in and like, oh, yeah. will, like, I need help with this. Team. Watch you. <laughs> right. Okay. I, that's what I'm like. I used to, was it St. Anthony when you lose something? Yeah. Like, yep. 
or you lose something or if the weather's bad, there's a saint for that. And if there's, <laughs> you there's know, a saint for everything. Yeah. It's like, there's an app for that. It's like, there's a saint for that. I used to piss my grandma off by telling her like Catholicism was like secretly polytheism because I was like, there's just too many people to pray to. Like, this is not monotheism. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, but it's fascinating. It's like, and then for me to look at like Nile River Valley in Egypt and they're like, oh, they had all these different gods. And then African people, the black people will say, no, they worshiped one God, but they said God manifest itself in multiple ways. So mm-hmm. God is like the sun that's constant or God is like the moon or God is like this. And I was like, oh, and so I can see that somewhat in Catholicism, Interesting. which I can't see and being a protestant like i just i don't yeah. see that um so it's, it's kind of yeah you guys have some really cool random stuff happening there <laughs> yeah the holy water oh, oh yeah somebody had it like in a mcdonald's um what one of those like coolers like you <laughs> holy water to go like you know, <laughs> cooler so like you can like put some in a cup and like just take it with you like i love that i'm like I can just take holy water with me. You've talked about holy water several times. After my grandma died, I went to her house one day and just went through all her things. It was during COVID, so I was just on my own. And I got a couple rosaries and some other things. She had mass cards from all these funerals she'd been to. But yep. I had a bottle of holy water and I still have it. Yeah, there's just a... this. Uh, it's one of the first things I talked about where like it was very drilled into me. I like still in my body believe that there's something special about it, clearly. Because I could not like dump that water down the drain, if you no. ask me to. Never. But, but that's not just Catholic. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I started doing moon water, which is another part of my life now that I do moon water stuff and sage. But again, like these are things that people have been doing. So mm-hmm. frankincense and herb, like myrrh, or myrrh. <laughs> that seemed so out there. And then I was like, wait, I could just get it and burn it in my house and mm-hmm. I can smell it in my home. And so there's some commonality that is in all religions that mm-hmm. just can bring us together if we, I think, don't get too caught up in this. Well, there's that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, because all of it. Yeah. And I don't know why. I've never been angry with the catholic church and so i know Mm -hmm. that there's some people who really don't like the catholic church like me and my husband because when you're black in america you just assume all white people are white like it's just all white people are white (laughs) and so hearing like catholic people talk about anti-catholic media Uh like how we talk about like the anti-black media they're like you know those anti-catholic media like they're coming to get us and i was like what like right no like what are you talking about and so being able to see these experiences um oppression and i it's it's weird to say that now but historically in the united you know in the u.s like catholics weren't real christians they were like pagans and they were doing all of these things and there's still a lot of a lot of people that i know that are like this isn't real christianity you know and before i read anything good about the catholic church alice walker who wrote the color purple she has this book dark side of christian history and all of the dark side of christian history is mostly catholicism um Mm. so like i said i was coming in probably tainted more the other way in terms Mm -hmm. of like why is it wrong you know like what Mm -hmm. what they teach you it's like this is why it's wrong we fixed it and this is the right the right way to go Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's interesting hearing you talk about it sharonda because i feel like you're naming so many of the parts of catholicism that actually I did appreciate growing up and still do, right? Yeah, all the saints to choose from and the the sensory experience of being at mass. Thinking back to my, especially my really early childhood, I think those were so formative for me and really did feel like comfort and like a sense of place and a sense of culture. But, you know, on the other side, I mean, then I'm like even starting hyper local. Like I do feel, I mean, I think you are somewhat familiar with sort of Irish Catholic like instead of their narrative being like our families were oppressed when they got here so we are going to fight oppression it's like our families were oppressed when we got here and look how great they did so racism isn't real and that's the narrative well to like black people that's what they'll say but to yeah. each other right guys complain like you know like but like I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you 
Right. No, totally. It's there's a total denial of racism. And there's a I mean, the neighborhoods that are known as being blatantly racist. I mean, you talk Chicago, you got it's everywhere. But um, we're talking about blatant racism. It is the strongly white Catholic uh, neighborhoods. Mm hmm. For me growing up, I, like, I saw both of those things. I saw this once I got to high school, there was like social teaching. Oh, I was like, oh, I'm into this. But then I didn't see that practice. And then, I mean, even like learning about the history of colonialism, the Catholic Church is like on the one hand, like, oh, this is so lovely that I'll be like, hang on. But like they kind of screwed everything up. Christianity and Catholicism was like at the heart of just all this history of awful colonialism. I feel like if you look at all this oppression globally, it can be traced back to the Catholic Church at some point or so much of it. Yeah. So that's partially true. But then, like, I didn't know there's a sub-Saharan. So like the um, slave trade that brought Black people to America is called the Atlantic slave trade. Mm-hmm. But then there's a sub-Saharan slave trade that was longer and did more with Arabs. Mm. So there was Arab Muslims that were like trading African people in slavery. That's why there's like Black people in Japan. And there were like historically. And so basically all of these institutions are kind of guilty. Like it's, and then even, you know, Jewish people, you know, I'll be like, oh, well, they didn't do it. It's like, well, yeah. Like, but that also is like, the beauty and the complexity of religion and Mm -hmm. spirituality like is understanding that we're all super flawed people Mm -hmm. and so knowing all of these things like so especially like knowing that the catholic church and christian church they made black people become christians and that they used bible verses to you know say you were supposed to be a good worker because god said slaves be good to your masters and um, that they bomb churches like and all these things like I have every logical reason to not want to be a Christian mm-hmm. like I understand every argument against it but I also know what I feel and that my relationship with God is real outside of those things mm-hmm. they coexist and so I always feel like if learning the truth about something is going to shake you, then it was never the truth anyways. Like, so there's nothing someone's going to tell me that's going to not make me believe in God or not make me believe in community. Now I might not have faith in the institutions. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's, like you know like when you realize your parents are flawed people Uh like that's like a a weird thing like you're like wait you're not you're a person and this was wrong and you're kind of like elitist or what you know like you start to see these things and it doesn't make you stop loving them but they become whole and i know i'm flipping between different religions but judaism is actually really good at this idea of a total relationship with God. Uh And so our pastor's always like, if you read Psalms and you read about David, he's like, I'm angry with you, God. Yeah. I kiss you, blah, blah, blah. You did this. And I'm angry. And God's like, okay. And then they make up. And it's like, God is big enough and mass enough to like, to take all of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and if you have a relationship with a person and all you can do is praise them, and say good things about them that's not a real relationship that's something else and so if you want a real relationship with god you have to be able to kind of like show up and also accept flaws in others which is hard Mm -hmm. Hard. (laughs) understatement of yeah millennia yeah yeah it's hard especially like with the with the church because it's such an institution Mm -hmm. yeah and it's so political. I'm like, wait, why are, like, I thought everybody's supposed to say that the Pope is the representative of God. Why are people going against him publicly? Doesn't mm-hmm. that break the rules? And then it's, but it's sometimes it breaks the rules and sometimes it doesn't. And I think it's like humans are ridiculous. Like we're the ones <laughs> that are ridiculous. And for us to think that we could fit God of the universe that created the universe into a book and a church is a little bit, you know, egotistical. Like, you know, it just all of it. It's like the Bible didn't even mention dinosaurs. So like, <laughs> hey, 
They were here way longer than we were. So you mean to tell me the God of creation didn't think about dinosaurs? Like they were here longer. So my son would really be into that argument. I have to tell you. (laughs) But it's true, right? It's like, wait, God is, is God. If you believe that God is the creator of all things then we're kind of like the least important of the things that God has created. And we've been here the shortest amount of time and done so much. Like, so like God created us in his image. Why wouldn't he be a dinosaur? Like, like, (laughs) Rhonda, this is why I love talking with you. I love all of it. This is also why I can't ever really become a Catholic because I'm going there and being like, what if God was a dinosaur? That's that's where we got in trouble. So you get in trouble. (laughs) All right. Let me just do the parts that, you know. Right. I feel like, I guess I I feel a little jealous of people who are able, like Father Ann was the same, wasn't raised Catholic necessarily, Mm -hmm. but people who are able to meet the church later in life on their own terms and see it Mm -hmm. the way they, like you were able to take what you wanted and see how it worked for you as opposed to being raised in it. You're just like, la 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 la. And then all of a sudden it's like you're saying that parental moment of like, wait, what is this thing that I'm in love with? Or I call my identity and it hurts. And it's the hurt, I think, for so many Mm -hmm. people. It feels like a betrayal or a heartbreak sometimes when you're like, oh, this institution that says they're about love really thinks I'm going to hell. So how do you guys deal with like racism and like being American, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, being an American means I am living on land that was gotten by genocide. Mm-hmm. Like we killed people and stole their land, moved here, and now I'm saying it's mine, mm-hmm. right? And I am an American. Yeah, yeah. It's very similar, right? It's it's very like. You can't separate those. Like your identity, to me now, I'm struggling with the identity of American. Right. Because none of us are really American. Well, me more so than you guys, because I didn't choose, but like the people mm-hmm. that came yeah. here, this is all theft. And so then to like keep creating this narrative that, that legitimizes theft mm-hmm. and legitimizes something that's based in something so terrible just feels disingenuous and I don't it feels yucky how do we talk about your identity as an American how do you talk Mm -hmm. about your identity as a white person Mm -hmm. like if you know what your folks did you you know that that's what you're living on like you're benefiting from it like people are getting in your college tuition was paid for because of racist policies you know like Mm -hmm. all of these things Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah, I guess it's, it's the same with like the church. It's just I, I don't I don't know the answer. Right. Yeah. But all of these systems are rooted in these really problematic histories. Not even like systems, but identities. Uh-huh. Like saying we are Americans. What does that mean? Uh-huh. It's very similar to me. It's like saying I am a Christian. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's funny. I've thought about those parallels before. And I I think my first thought was like, which was incorrect. My first thought was like, oh, well, it's easier to leave the church than it would be to like renounce my citizenship. But actually, probably like legally, according to the Vatican and the Mm -hmm. U.S., it'd probably be easier to leave the U.S. and become a citizen somewhere else than to get the Vatican to tell me I'm not a Catholic anymore because they're (laughs) going to claim me till the day I die. (laughs) You're in! (laughs) Unless you become a female priest. That's that's true. I guess I have to become a priest. Find out once they did some stuff i think it was something around communion yeah what was the name of this organization holy wisdom monastery oh all right we gotta look into that they were somehow two left for the church love it we're into that oh and then there's another group that i love that's on the west side uh la fraternity notre dame and so there are a sect that left the church as well but they're french so they (laughs) America's the richest country in the world, right? So we hear about us going to countries to like do service projects. Mm-hmm. They came to the West Side to do service projects. Mm. Well, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in Oak Park and the communities, there is no hot breakfast. Yeah. So 
So like, you know, remember like soup kitchens where people could yeah. come so yeah. you can eat? We don't have that. The place that has it is Fraternity Notre Dame. It's on Central and like Lake. Oh, well, no, I need to go on a field trip. They are ex, are not all the way into the, like something my friend who was Catholic was like, they're not all the way, like. They're not all the way Catholic? Yeah, but. I'm into it. But they're there and they cook every day. And they give it to anyone. Yeah. So we go and we like wrap Christmas presents and they're old and they're, they just have a truck and they're like going around. And so there's these beautiful, beautiful and non-capitalist, maybe that's it too. Like that's it. Capitalist ways of expressing religion that it feels like capitalism and Protestants have gotten too connected where it's. Like, God wants me to be rich? No, I don't think so. Yeah, the, like, prosperity gospel stuff. Yeah, it's a little icky. So I appreciate the service project of, like, you know, God wants me to take care of people. That's funny you say that because, yeah, I mean, and certainly, listen, the Catholic Church has their has their capitalist side of things. And their, I mean, I've never been to the Vatican, but Steph has and could yeah. probably tell us how fancy and expensive everything looks yeah but yeah you're right Sharonda the service side of things anytime I've ever done any kind of like in high school we had to do service doing like service projects like that or we did like a service trip to Appalachia which again is odd when you consider I remember us being like oh my gosh the poverty here and then I was like okay nobody had driven like a mile mm-hmm. we were like we would never see a house that the city just like hadn't done anything when things were just falling apart on this house like oh really we just had not literally had not been a mile or two it would have required to see a place where the city had just didn't care that a house was infested with rats mm-hmm. we had to go to Appalachia to see that and it could be in our backyard it couldn't be here right anyway anytime I'm in a space where I'm like I'm not worried at all about money right now I'm not worried about how I'm getting paid for this thing. I just like get to be of service. There's just an openness, I think, that happens. Or being in situations where my job is to serve people, I'm not like a very outgoing, extroverted person. But there is this feeling, right, of like, oh, I'm going to just try and connect with these people and I'm just going to be open to service. I'm not going to think about whether they deserve it or not. I'm not going to think about whether this person, I agree with their politics. I'm just going to be of service right now. Like, you're right. That aspect of the Catholic Church, I think there is something so like liberating that feels like spiritually fulfilling and that that's your job right that mm-hmm. that's part of the requirements of being in this group is that you do service and you give money to help people right and that's you know like i have a nonprofit background and the catholic church is one of the few i mean it's it's getting more connected with government than it was before but they can you can still be like hey i need fifty dollars right to pay my bills and they'll be like okay fifty dollars it's not like that in every church and so that part is remarkable the service and the catholic charities is one of the best models of service providing that i've seen Mm-hmm. It must be interesting to be raising your, because uh, one of your kids goes to Catholic school, right? Mm-hmm. She's in eighth grade, right? And she's like off like doing speaking engagements mm-hmm. and stuff because your daughter is brilliant and wow. a genius. Yeah. So I just imagine it must be interesting conversations for her to be a member of of a UCC church, but also learning some theology in the Catholic church. I imagine that just gives her some interesting perspective on religion and the yeah. world. And her school is more conservative. But I have to humble her sometimes. I mean, she's she's a teenager too. Like, and part of being a tween, she just turned thirteen. Like, (laughs) like, like, I'm smarter than everybody else. Um, And so, one way that like Baptists and Protestants get Catholics is we're like, where does it say that in the Bible? And nobody Mm -hmm. that's Catholic point. Uh, Like, we don't know. Pope said it. That's (laughs) (laughs) like. No, actually, the Bible says blah, 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 you know, like, and so she gets that kind of thing going. Mm. And I'm like, dial it down. Like, <laughs> this isn't the spot, right? Just listen to what they have to say and, and report on it, right? Because it's just an interesting viewpoint. It's a viewpoint, right? Like, it's yeah. a viewpoint. It's like, I don't know why and how abortion and gay stuff became so big, but it is. And it's not just Catholics. And I don't know when. This idea that God wants you to have $5,000 became big and Protestant thing, but it's there, you know, and so, and those things are there. And I think that they have nothing to do with God. Mm -hmm. They have everything to do with humans, right? Mm -hmm. And so 
because I don't know what's going on. So like I'm sitting there and I am praying to God about, you know, just like God speak to me, but there's probably people who understand what each thing means. Like I'm taking this, I think each, you know, the bread and saying like, I I, I have to do confession and all, like, I don't, yeah. I don't know any of those things. So yeah. I'm literally just there with God. Um, and that's kind of cool. Like that's, well, it's easier because I don't know what's happening. You know, like I'm not. <laughs> that's true. You just take the parts you like or the parts that work for you and the parts that speak to you. Yeah. Cause it's just, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't even really want to know all the specifics, you know, like you're just like, uh, but it's because you've been like raised to believe things and it's really hard to shake for me. It's, I feel so much guilt anytime I try to talk to anybody but God Hmm. that feels like a sin to me that Hmm. feels like I am anything but Jesus Christ is the devil like that message is in me deep and so Hmm. my struggle it's a hard one to be like no maybe Jesus you know maybe I can reach God by asking my grandma or asking a saint or understanding that maybe that's not going to send me to hell. Mm-hmm. Like yes. there's very few things that you can do in the Protestant church to be sent to hell. Cause Jesus forgives everything. Um, it's, it's a very, it's a good deal. Like, that's it's, nice. It's like, it's like, whatever you do, just say you're sorry. And then God will forgive you. But worshiping other gods will send you to hell. Like mm-hmm. that's a no, no. Like that's the idolatry part. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard for me to like mm. embrace. I still feel that yeah. sin. Like uh, that's so interesting, though. I've never thought of that. But like Catholicism, almost as this bridge, as a Christian, to this idea of can polytheism. But I say that in sort of yeah, this way that like I mean, I lived in India in a Hindu holy city, and that sort of right that's the understanding i think with a lot of polytheistic religions mm-hmm. like ultimately there's this sort of oneness that everything is a manifestation of but yeah catholicism sort of as a bridge i guess yeah right because i don't i didn't grow up with that taboo of don't talk to grandma don't talk to the saints. it's actually like jesus and god are super busy so you should probably just ask somebody like their specialty no like we're taught that like if you need a parking spot ask god Oh, see, if we're talking, if you need a parking spot, I literally had a girl, I think I brought this up, I had a girl in high school say like, oh, there's a parking spot. My grandpa left this for me. Yes. Talk to the parking spot saint or your loved one. I remember once, like when I was dating my now husband, Mm -hmm. there was like, and I think this is, I mean, I also think there are like non-religious kind of spiritual people Mm -hmm. who do this stuff, but there was like a bird that was coming weirdly close to my husband. And I was like, oh, that's like, maybe that's the spirit of someone, you know. He got so freaked out and I was like, it would be so lovely. And he was like, don't say that. That's I'm going to, it's going to give me nightmares. Like ghost stuff freaks him out. And I'm like, oh, but it's so lovely. That could be your grandmother. No. That's that's so different. Like we were just so like, no, it's yeah. He's raised Protestant. And that's what he was super creeped out. And so I'm really trying to. Yeah, and to the ancestor stuff, with Catholicism being that bridge to this idea of ancestors. That's super fascinating, Sharonda. You've given me a lot to think about. Yeah, I still feel like sometimes like if stuff goes wrong in my house, I'm like, it's because I asked St. Anthony or I lit this incense and asked a prayer. I feel that. Like I, I somehow messed up and I started doing stuff. Yeah, that's what's happening. So like, okay, like if, because I like light a candle and say, you know, can you help me, grandma, da, da, da. And when stuff starts going wrong, I'm like, it's because I was messing with the devil and I didn't know what I was doing. Oh my gosh. It's also, it's it's so deep in us. It is. The stuff that we're taught growing up and it just embeds in us. Also, it makes me think, even though that is like, we don't call it Protestant guilt, but it's it's good to know that Catholics don't have the monopoly on this guilt from stuff we were taught growing (laughs) up. So I appreciate that piece of it. Yeah, but it's very few things we feel guilty about. Sure. (laughs) Because it's all grace and you got grace. And he loves you. Like, no matter what you do. Like, sorry, just don't be gay or... um, Yeah. Just yeah, that, yeah, so like that. Don't be gay just that, Jeff. Don't worship other people. Don't worship the devil. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. like I never thought about that as guilt. Yeah, 
Like if I look into other people's religions, I'm sinning. I'm dishonoring God. Oh, like, that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this stuff is really deep in us. Even when we know it intellectually that we that we don't believe it. It just Yeah, like the hell stuff. Do you guys did you guys get a lot of hell like I did. Stuff did. I didn't get a lot of hell. It's like like nails. Like somebody yeah. told me, Oh my god, my friend said That's violent. <laughs> did sex ed that they were like, if you are messing around with the boy, it's like you're the one putting a nail into Jesus' <laughs> I believe that. I find I that not that shocking that. at all. Yeah, yeah, we're both like, yeah, that's pretty standard Catholic stuff. It's it, <laughs> it's so violent. It's like, I mean, have you ever experienced Stations on the Cross? Oh, Stations of the Cross, yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know what it really means. Like, I'm yeah. going through, like, I see their stations, but yeah. Yeah, we didn't do Lent. So I, I do Lent because I was like, that's kind of a cool thing to, like, say. I'll give up something. Did you give anything up? I did. My daughter gave up McDonald's, which is mm. a big one. And I've been trying to give up worry. Oh, Sharonda, I Whew. love that. I have anxiety. And yeah. there's this one Bible verse like, the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. And it's almost like from Exodus or be still and know that I'm God. And so mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so anytime I feel anxiety for Lent, I'm going to say that verse three times. Be still and know oh. that I'm God. Be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that I'm God. I mean, I started off obviously with like people call it dieting for Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just even the idea that like I would participate and that God would ask something of me instead of God giving stuff mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. It was a different framework. And I feel bad now because I feel like other Protestants are going to be like, that's not what we believe. And, right. You know, <laughs> That's just how I interpreted it, you know? Right. Like, yeah, you're talking about your experience. Very individualized. So it's like, I'm supposed to sacrifice? Oh, yeah. We sacrifice in Catholicism. We, yeah. Yep. It's all about the sacrifice. The more you sacrifice, the holier you are. So, you know, I think like all things, it is a balance, right? It's a balance, but it's 40 days. Mm -hmm. When Father Ann... I don't know if so Father Ann is a, a woman priest who we had on the podcast and she said something on the podcast I, she might be upset with me when she hears this she said Catholicism is for adults and then she felt self-conscious about it and was like well, I don't mean I don't mean that children don't have a place in the church you know but as Stephanie was sort of referencing like when you grow up in it you're taught in such a concrete way for many of us at least mm -hmm. and then once you become an adult it's almost like you can't pull apart the useful parts or it's hard, right? Because you're so stuck in these certain ways of thinking and the hierarchy. It starts to not make sense and you learned it in such a literal way. So I think there is something so lovely about you having learned parts of Catholicism as an adult and learned through the practice rather than going to RCIA or something, just learn through the practice of going to mass as an adult and what I hear you being able to take from it that I think can get really obscured for some of us who grew up in the church. So I just really appreciate mm -hmm. that perspective of what you've been able to take from a church that I grew up in and have so many complicated issues with and have ultimately left. I just appreciate that side of it. And I think it's like you when we say like we that you've left things, it's really hard to leave who you are. I mean, yeah. it, it's, yeah. you can be like, I don't go to church anymore or like I'm now United Church of Christ, right? Because I don't believe all the Baptist stuff, but I'm Baptist. I'm always yeah. Baptist because I was raised oh, totally. culturally Baptist. Like I think there's people who are culturally Catholic, right? Like you. Yep, that's us. Because <laughs> we will get feedback on this podcast, right? Of like, well, these women aren't Catholic. How can they be speaking for them? But that's the thing. Like, if there's one thing I feel. In my identity, it's the Catholicism. I was raised so deeply in it. I was raised so deeply in a strongly Catholic community. Steph moved around a ton, but that was a commonality, I think, for mm -hmm. you, Steph, was this Catholic thing. Were you from Chicago? Are you from Chicago, Stephanie? Weirdly, I was born in the suburbs of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And then I met Anne when I moved back there uh, as an adult. Mm -hmm. But I've lived, I can't, I mean, it's a lot of places. Were there always like Catholic yeah. communities no, I lived from like Detroit to Georgia, Florida, and we went to the church and everything. But like, I remember when I, when I moved to the South is when I first really encountered other Protestant churches. I was one of the big things for like Southern Baptist was, I was like, what, what, what is this thing? <laughs> um, 
which is a whole other conversation. Um, but weird, I don't know how. Everywhere I moved, I always found Jewish friends. So like Jewish traditions have like been a part of my childhood because I would go with them to their family mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But my family is large. My dad's the oldest of 12. Mm-hmm. And the Catholicism that's ingrained in that and our love of each other is that's a huge part of my identity is my family. And that is just very Catholic mm-hmm. as well. And so I can never not do that. Like we're all going to get fish tonight at a local church. Like I just, yeah, fish I fry can't Friday. not do it. <laughs> I love the tacos yeah. are fish. Oh yeah. Like, fish tacos. Um, but yeah, like I, when I went to the South, that was the first time I realized that white people didn't like Catholics. Yeah. Oh, I was told that oh, they, to my face. They don't, yeah. I was like, what? No, no. It's, it's like, what? it's real. It's just like, oh no, this is sinful. This is idolatry. And I was just wondering, I was like, cause in Chicago, it's such like, oh, Catholic corner. It feels like, yeah, it really is. It's so uh, going places where it's not. I'm like, how do you integrate? Like, how do you socialize? In, right. Yeah. In this place that's like so hostile to your it just feels a lot like racism to me like in mm. some ways like yeah. going to like all white towns you know <laughs> like do this and the way that you talk and think and speak and your name and the way you dress is all wrong and so that just kind of sucks and so it's just interesting to me to see anybody that is catholic that's not from florida florida they have catholics but the rest of the south that like no they didn't exist i didn't know catholic people like that mm. like they're just i was mentioning this in our last episode that's why on ash wednesday when i went to school like the only child at my middle school with ashes on their forehead <laughs> and there was like three other kids i was like you too <laughs> we- hello <laughs> because everyone else is like your forehand's dirty like why do you need to do that you don't need to do that and so i do i enjoy my catholicism and it is very much sharonda's catholicism and it's love it mess and i made it my own and i anytime i want to do a service project i'm working with catholic groups Mm. like if there's people that are homeless and whatever you know like you know me like I do yes service stuff all the time always it's almost always with the catholic church just because that's the most comfortable and it feels like the most jesus-like christian-like we're feeling the same thing right Mm -hmm. like this idea of people being hungry and we want to feed them feels very urgent yeah and I I just love that I love that I have that part of my faith now yeah so I'm part Catholic can you be part Catholic if I haven't I feel like no I say yes <laughs> I mean we will we'll say yeah I I don't I won't speak for stuff I as a lapsed Catholic and yeah. according to the Vatican I'm Catholic forever because there's no way to leave uh I say yes you can be part Catholic you're in thank you oh my god <laughs> yeah I know and I'm participating and Absolutely. In practice, you're more Catholic than I am, let me tell you. Exactly. <laughs> you help to illuminate the conversation and like Anne and I are lapsed and we're still learning we're learning things from you about our own religion. Yeah. So we are definitely in. And sometimes that's the best way to learn is from someone outside of it. Yeah. Or someone who is new. It's a new perspective. Well, thank you so, so much, Sharonda, for doing this. Yes. I really appreciate it. A really enriching conversation. Thank you. Yeah, this was good too. Cause like I'm now I'm gonna have to like really meditate on this idea of me feeling like I brought the devil into my house because I'm <sighs> lighting incense. I'm like, whoa, that's that's deep. That's listen. I started this podcast because it was something I was interested in. Because I'm mm-hmm. for someone who's a lapsed Catholic, I'm obsessed with Catholicism apparently. But yeah, you don't realize the degree to which self-reflection will come in up during these conversations. Then you have Whoa. to go, oh, I just said that, huh? <laughs> huh. Exactly. <laughs> All right. It was so All nice right. to meet you. Take care. Nice meeting with you. Wait. Oh, you're right. We didn't do any of our clothing stuff. Sharonda, a couple things first. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. One, where can people find you and your work should they want to learn more about what it is that you do? So, I'm a writer and then I do organizing. So if people are interested in my writing, particularly around religion, I have a blog, SharondaTribune.com. We'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, because I hate the Chicago Tribune because they're so <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do Sharonda Tribune. 
I love it. The best. Nobody cares. Um, but so that's where I have most of like my religious writings. And then just like mm-hmm. the work that I do around anti-racism and education stuff. Um, the organization's called Brandy House. We'll link that too. Me and my husband started dating when Brad and Angelina were a thing, and it was Brangelina, and we were Brian and Rondi. <gasps> I did what? not I did not get that. That's somehow. I know so it's like we're Brandy. Um <laughs> And we just kept it that way. So Brandy House, we do consulting and organizing and trainings around anti-racism and Black history and Black pedagogy and lots of fun stuff like that. Awesome. But the religious stuff is on the blog. And I don't know if you've noticed when you've gone to Catholic church, there's usually two collection baskets. One goes to the church and the second one goes to the community or something bigger. So we pass around our second collection basket here on the show by offering up, do you have a a place that people could donate to? uh, Should they have enjoyed this conversation so much they feel inspired to give? Yeah. They don't have a website because it's random, like three nuns and a priest on the west side of chicago that sounds like the beginning of a joke (laughs) (laughs) three nuns and a priest in chicago walked Um, into i can send you guys a link because i talk to sister marie valerie all the time and they always just have random things that they need so like people can drop off toilet paper or clorox wipes um but it's la fraternity notre dame all right all right well it it was really good to talk to you guys You too. Now we can end. Now we can end for real. All right. (gasps) Steph and Sharonda and also with you. Also with you, Anne. Do you want to say also with you? Oh, also with you. I was like, (laughs) you could be included here. A reference to, you know, I, you were probably going to mass long enough. That used to be the response at mass and then they changed it. Oh, you changed it. So in with your spirits. So we're kicking it old school. We hold on to the also with you because it's our, uh, see, again, that's why you could tell I'm not real. (laughs) I appreciate you playing along. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Thanks so much, Sharonda. Bye.